0: Last time on Dice Funk,
1: (laughs) which is Lenora Desmond and Frank Westerly will go in as jobbers. You guys are a tag team who are supposed to lose in the first round to make other people look good. Just get your asses beat and go back to the locker room and then start sneaking around throughout King Coliseum and try to find out where they're keeping the belt. And hopefully, Katarina, you can find a way to wrestle so good you can convince Diego Rivera to book you as the winner.
2: My investigation
1: was a botch. I got one plus five. (laughs) I crit. All right, so you don't take the pill for now, but you have it.
3: This is like the one time that as the player, I'm super excited when you crit because them doing well is more beneficial to me in the long-term.
1: Yeah, actually, because this wrestling is going so well, why don't you make another performance roll with advantage? Try to get the crowd pumped up because she jumps off Spore, flies through the air and starts kicking you while she's in the air and you get a chance. Yes, I crit. The chances (laughs) of Chris slash Katarina convincing Diego to change the script to win. We're going to need at least one crit. That is absolutely crucial.
4: Lenora is going to go ahead and assume that's it. So I guess I'll head back and try to find Frank.
1: Inspector William Graves slams you into the wall Right. and puts the gun to your head and says, I'm going to ask you questions. And every time you lie to me, I'm going to pull the trigger. There's
2: that whole stick again. I'm here for a legitimate reason. Graves pulls the trigger. If anyone tells me they have a pet, ferret, a, a pet ferret, I instantly assume at some point in their life they wanted to be a magician. <laughs>
1: <laughs> They're extremely motivated cats, right? Because cats are mm. cats love to like sit around and like stare out the window or whatever. Like ferrets are like all, all the time on their grind, trying to steal your shit.
4: That's what Anna is, but with food.
2: Yeah, this is what my cat is with food. Smudge. She will just oh, her entire day is who in the house has food. Can I sneak and get to it? Extremely
4: relatable. Smudge is such a good name.
2: <laughs> I love, I love, I love Smudge. She's curled up on my lap right now, and she is lovely. Aww,
1: aww. A special guest podcaster today: Smudge the cat. I guess we should start with Frank getting his face shot.
4: Huh? Yeah. Yeah.
2: Let's let's address um that character that I have fallen so in love with getting <laughs> shot in the face. Huh? Lovely DM. That's not going to kill off my character for no reason, please.
1: I mean, I've said before, Dungeons and Dragons is many things, but one of the things it is is a game about trust. Uh, you guys trust me to give you interesting scenarios, and I trust you to you know, act in good faith inside of them.
2: I'm I'm aware of this whole setup, but like, part of me was thinking like. Maybe what Austin's thinking is, I'm gonna play as Valtari the Bozog from now on, and in that case, you know, my trust would have been well placed. You know,
1: <laughs> that no, the bullet goes through Frank's head, through the wall, into the ring, and kills Valtari as well. No,
4: <laughs> rude.
1: I'm just not very good at DMing, guys. That's what's up. No. <laughs> can I can I make the pinfall really quick then? <laughs> yeah. Um, Christ. Obviously, I'm not taking away Laura's character without any meaningful input from her. That would be bad. I mean, bad storytelling, bad dming, <laughs> and just like bad personing. Um,
0: bad personing, indeed, that's the worst part.
1: just abhorrent humaning in general. But st- stuff is happening. So let's zoom into the scene. Imagine, if you will, in your mind's eye, you are the camera in this scene. You see Frank Westerly pushed up against the wall, his huge popped collar being held by the white dragonborn. Inspector William Graves, who has that cool snout scar where Lenora snapped it with her elbow. Um, He looks just... uh, It's like a quiet fury, right? He's angry, but he hasn't lost control. He has this huge oversized revolver. It's way bigger than necessary.
2: So you say he's not lost control. He did pull the trigger.
1: (laughs) He did. And we're about to find out why. Because he puts the gun to Frank's head, does his whole Russian roulette spiel... You say that you're here for a legitimate purpose, and he pulls the trigger. All of us now in our mind's eye are the camera. We fly down into the barrel of the gun. We see that it is loaded. This isn't like a cop-out or like, lol, he was just playing, JK. Uh, there is a bullet in the chamber. The hammer comes down, hits the bullet. But instead of exploding out of the barrel and going through Frank's head in a shower of bone fragments and brains, uh, the bullet ignites and becomes a thing of pure magic. The the metal casing melts away and becomes red and green and blue energy as it flies down the barrel of the gun, exits it, hits Frank in the face. The magic washes over him and instead of his brain splattering out, magic is what erupts from Frank's head and splashes all over the wall and air around him. And what has happened is Graves has cast a spell on Frank. Oh, do I know what has been cast? You know immediately, because Graves is not smart enough to cast wizard spells. He hasn't made a deal like a warlock. He wasn't born with any powers like a sorcerer. Mm. He just goes to the store and buys spells and spell accessories. (laughs) Uh, This particular (laughs) bullet was... Detect thoughts.
2: Oh, Now, before we do anything else, I've just had a sudden thought. Mm-hmm. Do we still have the bullet that we took out of his gun the first time we met him?
3: Katarina did take the bullet. Yeah, Katarina would have it.
2: Ooh, we might have a spell bullet. We might have a legitimate bullet. It's probably not worth firing at someone willy-nilly, but...
3: <laughs> hey, come here. Hey, hey, Ed, come here. I want to test something. <laughs> This this might read your thoughts or it might destroy your thoughts. One or the other, but, you know.
1: Now, there's been a great meme in the in the listeners with uh, graves popping out of everywhere and shooting people's <laughs> head or pointing guns at people's heads. Um, I love that because it is his basically first and best strategy because it's an interrogation technique. He makes you think you're about to die, makes you think about what you're doing, and then casts Detect Thoughts on you, which is a D&D spell which reveals what you're thinking about. And so as... Frank's surface thoughts explode out of his head, much like his brains would have if it was a real bullet. You see painted in a magical thought bubble above your head the belt that you're here to steal. You see Diego Rivera in the announcer booth. You see Beatrice Beauregard sitting at her desk with her feet up on the bear. Uh, He has now detected your thoughts, and he knows what you're up to.
4: Sorry, guys. (laughs) Ah, we can take him.
1: <laughs> the, ma- the magical thought balloon, I guess, is basically what just happened. Uh, dissipates above your head, and Graves just w- smiles a toothy grin at you.
2: Am I still being, like, held up against the wall at this point? Was that what was happening last episode?
1: Yeah, he grabbed you by the collar and pushed you against the wall for effect. Made it felt basically feel like an execution. He had to sell it.
2: Okay, as soon as I'm aware that, like, he knows that we're coming for the belt i'm gonna try and cast suggestion okay okay so i can suggest a course of activity It's got to be like one sentence or two and it has to be something reasonable and i can try and influence a creature in range to to do this thing that i've told them to do um is graves immune to being charmed uh yeah is graves immune to being charmed
1: Nope, he doesn't have any uh, charm immunity. Okay, so you've got to make a wisdom saving throw. Uh, you might be surprised to learn this. He is not the wisest cop.
3: <laughs> Good for him. <laughs> Turns out he is a wise cop after all.
2: Graves has a plus 1 on wisdom, but got a crit. 21. That does that does save.
1: What is the uh, card you use? Like, I imagine he has you up against the wall. He, you know, uses a spell on you using technology. He has this gun. And then you just, like, poke him in the face of the card. I, I poke him in, in the face with um Change of Will,
2: where it's, like, one person who's, like, walking to to go and stab someone, and someone's behind
1: them on the card. Like, no, that's bad. All right, so he uh, just, like, blinks at you. He, I mean, he knows you just try to do magic, but he's not impressed. Where am I? Yeah, okay, yes, exactly. Lenora, you found the door marked Employees Only, guarded by two lizard folk that you're pretty sure the belt is behind. You ran back to get Frank, who went in the other direction, somewhere deep in the bowels of King Coliseum, which is in South Valentine. I'm not sure if that was clear. Um, You're running around, um, and you turn a corner, and you see Frank poking Graves in the face with a card, and Graves has a gun.
4: (laughs) Drop him, you lint licker. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> that old Orbit commercial? No. I'll send it to you later. Everyone else knows.
1: Is that? Are you rolling intimidate, or are we just gonna roll initiative here?
4: Um, I'm gonna try intimidation before I get shot.
1: Also, you, Frank, he's right up in your girl, so you can see there are other bu- other bullets in that gun.
4: Okay. Oh, I rolled a nine.
1: No, you say, what did you say? Can you repeat that just for Jesus to hear this time?
4: (laughs) Drop him, you lint licker.
1: Okay, Uh, he does not drop it, and he does not lick any lint. We're going to roll initiative, because that's a fight scene in that hallway now.
2: Okay, great. right? Yeah, so
1: why don't you guys take a nice think about some combat stuff you want to do. We're going to cut back to the wrestling ring now.
2: Okay.
1: I mean, listen, be honest with yourselves in your heart of hearts. You guys, both of you are pretty excited to... Beat
0: the shit out of graves, I think. Oh,
2: I'm excited. He shot me in the face with a bullet, I think, that I have permission to kick his ass.
0: With mind bullets, okay? That's that's what it was. Mind
2: bullets. (laughs) It may have been a mind bullet, but he put a gun to my head and pulled the trigger. I'm
1: going to kick his ass. All right, we have initiative roles on, that are live in the chat right now. Uh, looks like Lenora crit, so you go first, and then Frank has thirteen, and then Graves has eight. So you were so not intimidating that he didn't—he didn't even hustle to fight you. I guess. Good. All right, back in the ring, Veltari the Third was uh, wrestling so good she crit, and the crowd went wild. But then, Katarina Krakenbane. Also Crit in response powerbombing her foe out of the air such that the crowd uh just literally everyone's dead. The excitement was too much. You have it's a chain reaction. You have killed everyone inside the
3: Coliseum. damn. How do you feel? Well, I'm going to have to go on the run cuz I'm, I'm <coughs> wanted for mass suicide or mass murder now, but uh, you know, otherwise pretty good. I mean, this is this is the pop that you want from the audience. Normally you want them to make noise and not die, but you know,
1: Real talk, this performance was kind of a crit-fishing expedition. I was trying to get to a point where you could do something so awesome that we could justify you uh, selling the booker on a change of ending, and I wasn't expecting it to happen so soon, but you came out of the gate very strong, and I'm very excited for the conversation after this match, but let's finish the match. Um, It ended with you slamming... Uh, the bad guys, The Others is the name of this team. This is The Others versus Sea Shanty. Um, it is The Others' turn. So I'm going to have Vel'tari and Spore, if you remember. I, I, In my mind, Spore is not a micenid like in the Monster Manual, where he kind of basically looks like the Clickers uh, from The Last of Us. It's much more like the uh, the big, cute, like round mushroom people in Dark Souls who just punch you in half. Are you guys familiar? Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, I'm not familiar with that one, but there's other monster uh, mushroom people from other series I'm, I'm familiar with.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm just. My point is, he's cuter than you're probably picturing, and I'm. I'm just. I want to share that with the world. Oh, I think he's adorable. Yeah, he's great. Um, but so you've just power bombed Veltaria out of the air and on the mat. She's like, "Damn, cat, that was good." <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> and the crowd is going wild and she like stumbles uh you know away from you holding your back and being like
3: oh no, god no please. <laughs> i'll never kick again <laughs> oh no
1: uh and so spore runs up to try to buy valtari time to, to recover from selling that injury and is going to attack uh katarina let me
3: see my stats here uh 20 that hits or doesn't hit as the Reverse way goes.
1: Yes, the spore pulls off the move. Actually, it's uh, basically like a flying drop kick uh it hits Katarina in a knock her way, uh which gives Veltari time to recover. And Veltari starts trying to fire up the crowd even more. She turns and she says,
3: What time is it?
1: And the audience goes, Kick time.
3: <laughs> what time is it?
1: Kick time And you see someone in the audience has a sign and it's a clock, but all the numbers have been replaced with kick. <laughs> and everyone's like, "Yeah, do the kicks, Veltari! Um it's so that's her that's her turn is. She's like psyching up the crowd for like this, the best kick she can do. So it's your turn, uh, Renee Eddy. You are Noise Machine in this wrestling match. How are you?
0: Part of me was debating uh jumping off the ropes and doing a flying kick at uh Valtari, but that just seems a bit too disrespectful.
1: We yeah, the newcomer is going to try to kick the kick master.
0: Yeah, that would be that would be very disrespectful to do. So I'm not sure that's what he should do this time. I, I'm I'm thinking instead what he will try to do is try to um, get Spore off of Cat by doing basically a a jumping leg grapple takedown. So he like sort of jumps up, tries to lace his legs around Spore's torso and pull him down to the ground to you know. Basically, so there's Katarina and uh, Veltari one on one. So, let's see here. Ooh, a miss on that one there. I rolled an eight.
1: Oops. All right. So, deal damage as you accidentally uh, overextend Spore's back, uh, hurting him for reals as you slam him to the mat.
0: Nine. So, it's a pretty hard hit. Uh,
1: yeah, that's pretty good. If you guys were in this for real, you would be pretty proud of that roll.
0: Yeah, basically, what happens is that he doesn't lace his feet, his legs properly, he ends up just kicking him over.
1: So spore hits the ground and you, uh, you know, there's a puff of spores that you inhale um, and you can hear the wrestlers like actual inner monologue now because that's how they communicate. And he's like, what
0: the hell, man? Sorry about that. Was trying to pull a bit above my weight class there.
1: All right. So you guys are doing that. Katarina. all eyes on you.
3: All right. So when I'm visioning the greatest kick in the world I'm envisioning she's doing uh, what Shawn Michaels does when he's drumming up the band for his kick, which is just like stomping on the ground, kind of like preparing like for his opponent to get up so that they can just hit him with this crazy hard kick. So I want Katarina to get up and basically charge at uh, Valtari and just try to dodge the kick in midair or not in midair, but mid dash mm-hmm. and try to like knock her down. So I don't know if you need me to roll some sort of avoidance for that or just go right to the attack and we go from there. Yeah, you're right. it's a it's the wrestling move
1: you're rolling for. So all of it is included. Uh, 22. Hell yes. Not not a crit, but yes, above 20. <laughs> so you successfully, you, you dash at her. She goes to run at you to do your ultimate kick and you dodge around it and then you slam her. What are you doing?
3: I want to do it like this. So she goes for the kick and Kat's going to duck underneath it and get behind her a couple feet. And well, Valtari turns around that's when the tendrils are already out in effect and i'm setting her up for the kraken's grasp the ultimate finisher oh damn and i'm going to uh knee her in the face not a knee that's just like a special kind of kick it is but <laughs> hey she may have she may be the master of kicks but i have conquered the kraken okay so <laughs> hoisted by my own kicks All right, so you
1: knee Veltari in the face, and you execute it perfectly, and she goes sprawling to the mat. And once again, she's very impressed. You're basically kicking her ass, but you're doing it in a a perfectly safe fashion, which she appreciates, because her body is very uh, unusual for wrestlers, so she probably gets hurt a lot by people who don't know how to wrestle a Bozog. So I just want to point that out, Mm -hmm. that it's very much appreciated that you're rolling very high for this person. I mean, I can go for the pinfall then. I don't know know how we end it. Yeah, I mean, we don't need to draw this out. You've already—you actually have already accomplished your goal, which is to get the crowd on your side enough to to have leverage with Diego. So, Noise Machine pins Spore and Katarina pins Valtari the third, and you guys are victorious. Um, This is probably the best response you may have ever gotten in ring before. Uh, Katarina, the crowd is absolutely eating it up. Uh, This is a very good win. Two crits, just. Chef kiss. Very good match. Um So you, as you guys are leaving, uh, a reporter is going to run up to Ed, and she's like, Noise
0: Machine, Noise Machine, how do you feel about your first match? I think this match is important because when people look at guys like me, they think that I'm just washed up, scrapped up, cast aside, not useful for anything anymore. Well, I'll tell you what. I'll tell all of you up there what. I'm not gonna be kept down, I'm not gonna be kept to the side, I'm not gonna really be kept quiet. I'm gonna rise up, and I'm gonna make some noise and show you all what I'm made of. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> this is great. Is there any do you want me to see how persuasive that is for the audience or otherwise? Or yeah, if you wanna
1: make a, any kind of charismatic role, we can do that. Fourteen. A, a strong debut for noise machine. I, I was also imagining a universe in where you botched this all up and the crowd turned on you and then we would have had to figure out how that works with Katerina being very good. But we, we have avoided that. So, Katerina, uh you exit the ring and it really the, the big the big storyline they're putting on the stream is really about the newcomer. But uh, you get like a minute there to chime in um, and then you see that Diego is available if you want to talk to him now. This is your big shot. This is what it's all been leading to is this conversation. So I hope you're ready. Yeah, sure.
3: I'm totally ready. 100%. How do I, how do I knock on a door again? (laughs) One of my favorite questions in Dice Funk history
1: up there with, can wet things smell? Which I remember sometimes, and it's transformative. Um, So you walk over to Diego's announcer booth. Uh, There's like a keypad for the door. You beep, beep, boop. And uh, the door opens. You see him. He mutes his mic. Uh, He turns to you and says, Damn, that's some good shit out there, Katarina. Do you see any
3: stream numbers? Uh, no, I'm not, I'm not seeing any stream numbers, but I'm hearing out there, everybody is still chanting sale on, they're they're delving us out there.
1: Yeah, we're gonna have to figure out a new hashtag, I feel like you've overshadowed the one that we had prepared, the marketing team worked really hard on it, but... Uh, wrestle good has not been taking off the way we thought it was.
3: <laughs> uh, you know, <laughs> Hey, maybe, uh, it's just one of those times you call an audible. You just move to something better, right?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, I just can't be afraid of change and thinking on the fly and improvise You just gotta be open to like the possibilities of the universe.
3: Yeah. Diego, look, man, like, let's be, let's be honest about this. The crowd out there, they're loving us right now. We're the hottest thing right now. Why don't we, why don't we send the crowd home happy? Uh, are, are you saying what I think you're saying? Uh, Yes. um all right so part of me wants
1: to hear you pitch the a new storyline to diego and part of me wants you to roll all of me wants both of these things because they're potentially very good so i think we're going to do both diego wants to know what is your actual narrative uh suggestion for how to make that satisfying
3: uh okay so who were we supposed to lose to
1: uh, the, your, the coming up. Your next match is against a team called Kill Club. Kill Club. Okay, and, and they're they're just real huge evil bruisers, and they were going to hurt your new, uh, you know, debut partner. It's going to be very tragic. And then at the end, they were going to be defeated by the Desert Dragons, hometown favorites, everyone's favorite hardworking Lizard Boys.
3: Okay, so what I'm going to pitch is I'm going to say, uh, we swap those two out there. Have the dragons go down to the uh to Kill Switch Engage or whatever their names were. I just <laughs> forgot. Damn, I should have called them Kill Switch Engage.
0: <laughs> Kill Switch and Rage, you know. Oh fuck, that's good too. Change it to that and say have the
3: storyline be that 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 Kill Switch or whatever their names are, they they cheat and attack them early to, to basically put the dragons in a a big hole and they basically overcome them by cheating. And the dragons can come out in the final match when they're trying to do that same kind of tactic against us, so it gets the crowds pop for the hometown boys, and we get some measure of ends on them. Turns turns kill switch into bigger villains, turns us into big heroes to get the crowd home happy, and the dragons get a big heroic moment.
1: Damn, that's a really good suggestion. Why don't you roll persuasion with advantage to sell this new storyline?
0: Okay. So this is why Chris is the one that was proposing this storyline. I got
1: 10 twice. <laughs> 10 is not going to cut it. Um, so full disclosure, to make this meaningful, it has to be very difficult. Because uh, the story hinges on someone changing their mind. And I have that power as DM. And I can just do that at any time, right? So I can't just give you something that I can give you for free.
3: If Diego's still like, eh, she's going to say, okay, how about kill switch? Starts the match off and they put me through like a table spot or essentially like whatever the in-universe equivalent of a really big dangerous kind of spot early on to make it look like somebody's just out of the match for good
1: Mm -hmm.
3: kind of thing. And it's one that's very damaging to the body. It's very risky, but it's, you know, when properly executed, it's very exciting for the crowd and everybody loves it. Hmm. Basically, she's almost kind of mortgaging her own physical well-being for the sake of trying to get this this storyline angle through.
1: Yeah, so I'll I'll meet you halfway because you failed the difficulty check, but you have a good alternative. So let's compromise here. Uh Diego is willing to let you basically put your body on the line to win this thing. He also has a, an inborn bias against the Desert Dragons cuz he doesn't think that these, you know, lizards should get preferential treatment. It should be about, you know, good wrestling and Ah, uh, good marketing, good PR, gonna get in your face out there. So here's his here's his counter proposal. The tournament has a surprise ending, uh, a three way blood match between Kill Club, Desert Dragons, and Sea Shanty. Now, a blood match is a special thing in this league where people fight for real. Oh, it's like the Brawl for All tournament. Because this is a universe of magic. Uh, even if someone breaks your ever-loving neck in the middle of the ring, uh, a cleric on standby can save your life. So, really, it's not a huge permanent risk. It's something that, you know, it's controversial, like, you know, concussions are in the NFL. People are like, you know, there's a lot of headlines like, blood match go too far, question um, mark. Oh, yeah.
3: Th- this this is like hurling yourself off the uh, hell in a cells over and over again. People are like, oh, my God, are we just watching someone kill themselves at this point?
1: But the the thing is, the crowd loves it, and also Kill Club loves it, because as you're going to find out, uh, they are kind of, you'll see, their personalities are such that behind the scenes, they're pushing for this as well. They've been trying to pitch this to Diego uh, in their own time. So this gets everybody on board, and also uh, what the Desert Dragons are going to want in return is something that they can work with later. So if they're going to lose this to you, uh, you need to give them something in the ring that they can come back from triumphantly.
3: So they want some kind of narrative hook.
1: Yeah, so maybe, like, you, you give them something they can work with next tournament. You know, n- next pay-per-view, they need to be, like, they're coming back for it. Maybe they'll probably take it from you, right? They're going to win next time, but... Yeah.
3: Uh, you can frame it as, since this has been thrusted to a triple threat match, the the Double Dragons would never lose in a one-on-one encounter, which they'll get next time uh, with She-Shanty or whatever, and there they'll come out ahead. But this was a case where... You know, on this night with all the situations as it was, we were the team that just managed to scratch and claw out ahead just barely in such a brutal match.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's a good one, too, because that, that's the whole thing in wrestling is that like, oh, you didn't win clean, right? If you won mm. one, one V1 me, bro, like if it weren't for yes. the other guys. <laughs> yeah, I like that a lot. And that means they get to save face. And so people can't walk around and just saying that like the lizards lost straight up. Uh, this is a very good compromise. You're going to shake on this. Yes. All right. So that's the last shot of the seed is the the, the handshake?
0: So how is a how is this gonna work for for Ed, since you know he doesn't have like blood per se?
1: It's it's a metaphor. I, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> um, oil match. No, that just sounds weird. That makes it sound like a <laughs>
0: oil match. <laughs> that sounds like for it that's for season like what, thirteen, right? That's that's a season thirteen. It
4: sounds like something they do when they change your oil.
1: I was gonna say it's like that Street Fighter character.
0: It's it's a dating website for different types of oil. Oil match.
4: Oil is is
1: basically
2: the blood of robots.
1: My brain just went in a completely different direction. Back in the hallway. You guys are fighting a cop.
4: Yeah, we are.
1: You come around the corner. There's a guy with a gun pointed at your friend. What do you do?
4: Bad ideas. I'm going to try to cast Mind Spike.
1: That sounds ouchy. I'm
4: going to just read you the description. I reach into the mind of one creature I can see within range. He makes a wisdom saving throw, so do that. (laughs)
1: Thanks.
4: (laughs) And then on a failed save, I like spike his mind.
1: Oh, no, I rolled an eight. My mind is spiked.
4: (laughs) Uh, So it's going to be 3d8 psychic damage. Five, uh, only five damage. It's not that bad.
1: Oh, yeah. On a scale of, uh, what, three to 24, you only did five damage. So Right.
4: But another fun thing is, I can also, until the spell ends, I know his location always, if as long as we're on the plane of same plane of existence. And how long is that for? An hour.
1: Nice. That's really cool. So you come around the corner, you start, uh, you know, flit. You have, a, what, do you have your MP three player like in a running holster thing on your arm? Like it is now. <laughs> I thought I saw a really good fa- fan art that I had that I need to find the the artist to shout that out. I
4: don't think I've seen that
1: yeah, but you like reach up and you poke the you know the mind spike track and he recoils grabbing his head. Um, he is in pain but he is not debilitated and if he tries to run away to sabotage the plan, you will know where he is, which is good because he definitely wants to kick the shit out of both of you but his actual mission is to stop this heist that is his job. so that is like his uh priority but he can't escape now. Uh, f- effectively, at least. So, Frank, it's your turn.
2: Uh, Frank is going to whip out uh, the bell tolls, and he's just gonna shout. Uh, he's just gonna shout at Graves. You may have held a gun to my head, but now the bell tolls for thee.
1: Wisdom saving throw. Everyone's attacking his wisdom. Is this a comment on the <laughs> sapience of our police officers, our men in uniform? <laughs> Nineteen. He saves. He saves. Uh, well, that's fine. Oh well. I also checked. Uh, Scott Saxton made that art of uh, Lenora mm-hmm. with the iPod um, holster. I'll
3: find that later.
1: It's too late. It's already in the chat.
3: It's in the chat. It's too late now. Oh God,
0: <laughs> it's too late. It's in the chat.
1: <laughs> that is some hecking cool art.
0: The text is coming from inside the chat.
2: See, considering you have a plus one on wisdom, Graves, how are you being so good at wisdom <laughs> when I need you to suck?
0: Probability. Wait, no, that's... Math is weird. Police instincts.
2: Grave just hates me
1: that much. He does. He's gonna shoot you now. (laughs) Okay. Pew, 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 pew. 24. Uh,
2: 24 hits my AC, yep.
1: Uh, six damage. Wow, he only wings you, huh?
2: Okay, yeah. Well, I, I am a wizard, so I don't have a huge amount of health, so...
1: Um, one thing you notice, so he turns the gun on you, right, after you try to uh, use the Toll the Dead. Rotates to the next bullet. He pulls the trigger, and a real ass bullet comes out. He definitely shoots you, and it wings you. Uh, the thing to note is that it doesn't make the sound you think it's going to make. It's not a loud gunshot in a small hallway. Guns are, in our universe, incredibly, unthinkably loud in that kind of situation. Here, it's a, it, the spell uh, Silence exists, so it is trivially easy to silence your weapon if you want to do like i don't know a stealth sabotage mission so actually it doesn't make a telltale gunshot noise something to note in this small hallway with two guards just down the just down <laughs> okay. the right piece. um but yeah he wings you and it is lenora's turn again lenora your friend's gonna get got
2: I i right i'm i'm gonna like do something to keep myself from getting got on my next turn so don't worry
1: grave says to you frank like I couldn't just kill you just because I hate your smelly face and I couldn't arrest you just because you guys are a bunch of scumbags. But now we're in a, we're in the game. This is a mission. This is in Shadowrun would be called a run.
0: This is is real life, man.
1: (laughs) Yeah. This is, this is a live ammo situation now. So once I, all I had to do is confirm that you were interfering with Luna's business and you know, I can kill you now, right?
2: Oh, see, this is
1: is a misunderstanding on my part. I thought the whole deal was you
2: couldn't mess with us full stop. So, um, do over. Start from the beginning. Gonna get a mulligan. Yeah, mulligan.
1: The thing is, he can't just kick in your door and kill you to prevent you taking part in the game. But once the game is afoot... I would have acted differently had I known this. <laughs> okay. what? Can you imagine the campaign where all the villains aren't allowed to touch you? <laughs> well, you know, I,
2: I thought you just had to be more elegant with your subterfuge, not just shoot me with a bullet.
1: I silenced the gun. What more subterfuge do you want? <laughs> I don't know. Not shooting me. <laughs> really, his main concern now is he just can't bring too much attention because if the other police arrive, or if like it makes the news or something, it could affect Crown Corporation stocks if there's a big scandal. So he 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 actually does have to kind of be a little subtle. Is that he has to kill you quietly?
4: All right, fuck it, I'm attack. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna try a wisdom saving throw. I'm gonna try uh uh told the dead.
1: Uh, nineteen.
4: What the fuck?
1: Yeah, everyone's coming at my wisdom. What's up?
4: Yeah, you keep getting like. 18 19
2: 20 21 with a plus one somehow
4: that's insane
1: it's the gun it makes him feel very wise he, he had wheaties this morning <laughs> that's the risk you run when you use cantrips is that if on miss they do nothing
2: yeah uh so is it frank's turn sure is he's he's gonna use a new spell he's gonna cast uh in in D, this is mirror image in the flavour of the card, it's gonna be Dodgy Dave's, uh, Dodgy <laughs> Dave's Hall of Mirrors, <laughs> <laughs> and, and just picture as when this card is activated, you've just got like a really like sketchy looking carny having a smoke next to a Hall of Mirrors, like you to get lost in here, mate.
1: <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Dodgy Dave is definitely a character from the anime. He's like, it's a big face card. You know how they do that in the games where it's like, hey, this time we're printing Gideon in the set. Come get him. He's $40. It totally breaks standard.
2: I think like in the anime, like his whole deal is he lures the protagonist of the anime into the Hall of Mirrors and he like uses that to mislead him. It turns out like he's actually palming cards, but you can't tell because
1: of all the mirrors going on. I mean, who would lead a card game anime protagonist into some sort of, like, trap or maze and then play cards with them? It's oh, exactly,
2: and make use of the weird space you've lured them into in order to kind of cheat at the game. Who would do that?
0: Are, are, are you are you two employing sarcasm here? <laughs> we uh,
2: might just be.
0: Just, just maybe?
2: <laughs> so, I activate Dodgy Dave's Hall of Mirrors.
1: <laughs>
0: mm, I like this a lot.
2: So, I... I don't have to do any roll for this. It lasts for one minute.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And I now have three duplicates of me.
1: Graves like stares at these duplicates. Like he has like a big smile on his face. Cause when he sees this, cause he's just like, this is exactly the kind of dirt bag shit. I, I love to see before I I cap a motherfucker. Basically <laughs> it's you're, you're acting perfectly in line with how he views you, which is criminal cowardice (laughs) so he he like smiles at you when you do this and he just says i understand that you hate me but you have to realize that you hate me because you see me holding the gun but the gun's always been there since the day you, you went out on your own society has pointed a gun at you and said work or die earn or die produce or die you're just mad because now you see who has the gun
2: Here's what I will say to you, Graves. I'm aware that capitalism is a screwed-up philosophy that we have to live within. However, you held an actual gun at my head and pulled the trigger, so, um... Yeah, no, my my hate's at you. Capitalism I'll deal with on Wednesday.
0: My <laughs> only comment is how many times did Graves stare at himself in a mirror, pointing a gun at the mirror, rehearsing that monologue <laughs> for this very moment? <laughs>
1: Man, I love that everyone has Graves figured so much out. Like, he is so seen by our listeners and our players. Everyone totally has him down. It's amazing. Um, so you retort, but he sees you, and he knows that he's going to waste a lot of ammo trying to figure out which one's the real you. So he turns, and he shoots Lenora. No! 19.
4: Oh, that hits me.
1: Uh, six damage. Wow, you guys both got really lucky.
4: Oh, also, by the way, we did heal after our wrestling match, right? <laughs>
1: Yeah, there's there are medics outside of the well, actually they'd okay. be in the ro- locker room except for a blood match when they would be out in the the actual arena. But okay, yeah, that's 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 very good to 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 confirm that.
4: Yeah, because I I would have been blue.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I do like the role playing idea that you're tired from the match, but I don't think it's really fair to keep you hurt when we've established in fiction that they'll heal you. Um, so you take six damage, Lenora, and it's your turn. You, once again, he you know shoots you. I, I don't want I don't like every non-fatal gunshot to be uh just a graze. That's kind of lame. But so I like that he shoots you like in the chest, but your warlock magic uh cushions it reflexively. So it's like it leaves a nasty welt.
4: Like paintball. Mm hmm. All right. Uh, this one doesn't do as much damage, but let's try a constitution saving throw. OK. I'm going to try and cast frostbite. Nine. Yes, you're all bad. Well, it would be 10 with your plus one, but. Oh, wait, Constitution, never mind, not Wisdom. Yep. Yay, I hit. So uh, he gets real frosty. Oh, no. Because I frostbit him. Don't frost him. And he takes 1d6 cold damage and has disadvantage on his next weapon attack roll.
1: Aha! So roll that damage, but one thing you notice when you uh, turn on the Frostbite song and hit him with some ice magic is that he has a white dragon, which has resistance to ice magic.
4: Oh, I thought that'd be blue. I guess that's water. Fine, he takes one damage.
1: (laughs) Uh, Blue dragons are lightning. It's uh, white and silver are ice.
2: Well, I'm not going to use ice magic on him then. (laughs) But he does have
4: disadvantage.
1: There actually is a lore thing, too, because it's like uh, most of the lizards sum themselves during the day, and then at night they would burrow underground. But white and silver dragonborn were uh, the opposite because they like the cold. And so he would, you know, him and his ancestors would go up at night in, in, the, in the desert pre-city times. So I actually have thought that through.
2: <laughs> Frank is going to try and uh, have the bell toll for thee once again. So another wisdom save. Twenty!
3: You need to stop going after his wisdom. This yeah, is just I know. Holy
2: It's a plus shit. one. What it's, is happening? It's a plus one. There's like nothing lower that I could go for.
1: Yeah, no. Mathematically it's in your favor. It's just sometimes roll twenty is vindictive. Um so he's going to shoot at the mirror images. So I don't have that memorize how this works. Um
2: I roll a d twenty, and if it's a six or higher, you target one of my duplicates instead. Okay. Okay, so it's an 18, so you target one of my duplicates. Uh, 16. Uh, let's see, I believe that hits...
1: Yeah, you're a wizard, so... <laughs>
2: <laughs> and on hit, they are destroyed.
1: Yeah, Graves blows the head off one of your mirror images, uh, and it is Lenora's turn. He's gonna start whittling them down, although it is just a six-chamber revolver, and I am keeping track.
4: So I'm gonna try Toll the Dead again. Give me another wisdom saving throw. I'm out of spell slots. I only had two. And I use one the match.
2: I I just want to keep doing this because I just want one wisdom safe to be bad. Right?
4: Finally! There
2: we go. Eight. Eight. That's an
1: acceptably low level of wisdom.
4: Seven. Something.
1: So, yeah, you wub, 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 on him. And he's like, my mind is spiked and my ears are full of the, the damn modern music. The kids. <laughs> they don't know what's back in my day.
4: So loud. Wow.
1: <laughs> back in my day, we imagined dragons. Not any of this shit.
4: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god
1: i'm sorry about who i am uh frank it's your turn
2: okay so frank's gonna try something that isn't wisdom safe based uh is gonna try and cast firebolt so that's d20 plus six seven that's a botch
1: yep that is a botch uh oops i should have stuck to the wisdom saving um so you miss very badly with the firebolt this is a this is a wrestling hallway, so there's nothing flammable. That's my go-to when fire spells miss is to start just burning things. There could be pyros. <laughs> Sorry, we left all we left all the pyrotechnics in the hallway. I hope nobody <laughs> throws fire at it. <laughs> uh, no, he just uh, he dodges out of the way, and he also gets time to start reloading his gun, which normally would have taken him a whole turn, but he's going to do it as a bonus action at the end of his turn now.
4: Okay, not great, but could be worse.
1: Yeah, so he's going to shoot at Frank's mirror images again. Uh, six.
0: So it targets you in this case.
2: It does target me, yes. Uh,
0: sixteen.
2: Yeah, that's gonna, that's gonna hit.
1: Twelve damage. Uh, Frank is unconscious. Alright, so you throw a very bad fireball, it actually gives away your position, he does like a swat roll and plugs Frank, shoots him right in the stomach, and he goes down. Lenora, what do you do?
4: I have to keep doing Toll the Dead, I'm out of spell slots!
1: Okay, so we're going to cut away from, to give Lauren some time to think about a thing that is not the same thing over and over. Got to be more creative. Yeah, let me think. All right, so bam, Frank goes down and his mirror images disappear. Lenora, Grave turns to you and starts reloading his revolver. Back in the wrestling storyline, Katarina, Krakenbane and Renee Eddie, you guys uh, go back to the locker room. You have some time before the new blood match. Uh, you You enter the locker room. Um, if everyone's like slapping you on the back, like, damn, good shit out there, cat. You really, you really nailed it.
3: Good job, new guy. Uh, I imagine there's some kind of like uh, like customary, like, you know, shaking hands of your opponents or stuff like that, or just like shooting, like decompressing after like a match with some of the, the people you're out there with, maybe talking over some spots or things like that. And I'm going to try to see if the desert dragons are in the locker room by chance.
1: Uh, yep. They're in the corner. They're talking to each other. Uh so it's it's Argent and Arum, which is just Latin for gold and silver, not their real names, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, and the the silver one's like, I told you, you have to like this arm lock. No, idiot, stop! <laughs> like, they're they're clearly actually not fans of each other in real life, even though they're ring personas or so that they're basically inseparable. Mm. And he's like, don't you talk to me like that? I'll knock your teeth out. I don't give. A, I don't care
3: who sees. I don't care. Oh. <laughs> This is so true. <laughs>
0: <laughs> real. This is real. Yeah. Uh, uh,
3: all right. So a quick question. The the blood match. Is that still kayfabe? Uh, as in there's still a scripted finish? Or do we have to actively fight and win? Like, I know the the attacks and everything like that are real. But are we still following a script, per se? Or is it just... To whoever goes out there and forces their opponent down for a three count wins or whatever. Let's say things happen in blood
1: matches, right? So even though it is booked, uh, it would be totally uh, within the realm of possibility for someone to take a bad punch and go down or to, uh, you know, just Hulk out. And I uh, can't use Hulk out because that's a real guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, it, it's ha- it happens. Like it's pr- it's yeah. pretty frequent that things will go sideways, which is the fun of it. That's why the audience likes blood matches because they're unpredictable.
3: Okay. Uh, Then rather than go over with that, uh, I believe Cat will probably have to have a talk with Eddie to inform him what the the deal with this upcoming match is, and uh,
0: try to plan out a strategy for it. So we have a chance to win it, but we are going to have to go up against two different teams and not just one. Yeah, that's the plan at
3: least. Now, we're still supposed to win, but it's a blood match, so
0: anything can happen. Trademark. There's no guarantee that everyone will stay on script.
3: Yeah, they should, but you never know when you get into a fight like that. When the punches are actually stiff, then sometimes people at Anger get the best of them.
0: Are there any other particular rules about things that can or shouldn't be done during these types of matches? They're still supposed to work with the confines of
3: wrestling, so you're not supposed to just walk out there with a the gun and start shooting people, but... <laughs> Otherwise, it's supposed to be, you know, quote-unquote, no disqualification. So, weapons and all the things like that are not just allowed, they're encouraged.
0: Well, what do you plan on bringing out there with you?
3: Oh, I have a harpoon that's a prop, usually, but I'll gut
0: a person if I have to. (laughs) I might just bring out the daggers. And then with that, Ed, like, sort of pulls the the gloves on one of his hands, does a quick flick of his wrist, and then all of a sudden... Like out of nowhere, a knife just sort of appears in his hand.
3: Th- this shouldn't be a problem, right? It shouldn't, but I'd advise going out and using it too quickly immediately. People have a perception of who you are right now, and I don't think knife wielding robots one of them. I would also advise you not go after the dragons immediately or too much, because they're the whole they're the hometown favorite. Right. And we could very quickly sour ourselves on the audience if we just start picking on them.
0: And if we lose the crowd's favor, we could just end up losing the match. So, Besides, she will hate Kill Club enough that you'll probably just want to start beating them <laughs> up.
1: <laughs> I'm excited for them. Um, as you guys are having this conversation, the geek with the clipboard comes back and uh, walks up to Ed and hands you a note and says, uh, Guy left this for you. And <laughs> the geek walks away.
0: Uh, Ed goes ahead and just checks the note as he stores the uh the knife back into what looks like the palm of his hand
1: uh the note says ti comma you are in danger comma ash is in
0: town all, all ed's going to say it mutter out loud is just how do they find me like this this isn't good this isn't good at all
3: um uh, but you get a ticket or something? <laughs> you double parked?
0: <laughs> I can explain later. Uh, for now, I suppose we should fo- focus on the match. Uh, Ed says he sort of takes the note, kind of folds it up, and sort of, you know, stows it away in one of his compartments. So
1: so we have a couple of choices here. Do you guys want to get to the match? Do you want to uh, take some time to go looking for your friends? I was going
3: to say, Kat might ask at some point if where uh, Lenore was. um Lenora or Frank, they do need some sort of fashion of a backup plan, I suppose, in case Mm -hmm. the worst goes wrong in this match.
1: Yeah, I mean, you look around, you don't see Lenora or Frank. I think you probably just asked the geek with the clipboard, and he says, I think they left. Like, left the arena, or went home, or what? I don't know, man. I just, they left. They walked out of this room. This is the room I care about. As far as I'm concerned, they leave the locker room, they're dead. I have no object permanence.
3: (laughs) You know... I should hate you, Locker Room Larry, but I do appreciate your dedication to the Locker Room, so we're all right. It's basically my throne room, and here <laughs> I am, God.
0: <laughs> it's in the name, Locker Room Larry. It's like, it's in the name.
1: Um. So you have some time. You can hear out there, uh, like out, out in the ring, they're like, oh, God, there's so much blood. Kill
3: Club can't be stopped. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> they're like, it's everywhere. Yeah. Oh. The man with... <laughs> with a paper shredder for hands
1: (laughs) i hope you brought ponchos for the first row because this is a splash zone
3: (laughs) oh no that poor kid in the first row! i gave my hat to (laughs) uh but you have time is what i'll say yeah i'll I'll go out and try to look for uh for lenore or frank
1: all right so how about roll survival uh to track them
3: 10 um i'm not a survival expert
0: Neither is Ed, uh, but he does have at least some wisdom, which might help there. Also 10, so.
1: And the most average it could be. So, you guys are going to go uh, peek into the hallway. You're not going to do a full uh, exploration um, because you do have to be back in time for your match, but you guys are walking around just seeing if you could spot your friends. Uh, back at the scene of the crime.
4: All right.
1: Graves shot Frank, Lenora.
4: Okay, so Frank's unconscious, so theoretically, if I made a spell that affects everybody in a range, it wouldn't hurt him, right? If he can't hear, because he's asleep?
1: Okay, so there's just so many assumptions in that sentence.
4: (laughs) I'm really reaching.
1: I think, uh, tell me what you want to do.
4: I want to cast Thunderclap, because it would make a lot of noise and attract a lot of attention. Mm. And then I can go, oh no, he shot my friend when somebody comes running, because I made a giant boom. That can be heard 100 feet away.
1: Yeah, so Frank is on the ground. He's not actually unconscious. He He's gut shot, like, holding his his tummy stuff inside, his his delicious fruit filling. Um, he's, like, you know, wavering on the edge of consciousness. Um, rather than try to talk about how a thunderclap avoids hurt people, just, like, say, like, I take two steps backwards.
4: Okay. <laughs> I'm going a, I'm to a step back so that Graves is still within my five feet range. <laughs> Frank is not constitution saving throw 11 yes i hit you also there's a really loud boom within 100 that everyone can hear within 100 feet uh so it's only 1d6 damage it's thunder damage but my main point was to get attention i had five damage
2: I'm just going to say, remember, we we are doing a crime. Mm-hmm. And the, the police officer is aware that we uh, were
4: doing that crime. Does he have any evidence? Can he prove it? We were just in the wrestling match.
1: I, no, I like this, though, because Lenora is thinking of Frank first. This is really a good character moment, even if uh, she's risking blowing y'all's cover. This is good. I like this. This is also just a and d thing in general. Maybe not everybody's playgroup, but definitely for me, I'd always rather you make the messy decision than the good one.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: If, if it's like, okay, all right, you roll to do crime. Oh, you, you did a good crime. And then everyone goes home. Not a great episode.
0: <laughs> right, right, right.
4: As Lenar also would think, does he have any evidence? We were just in the wrestling match. A bunch of people saw us. We're supposed to be here. Katerina will vouch for us. I would hope
2: so
1: that that, but that, that works as a cover is he just for no reason shot us. Lenora, you pump up the the jams, Thunderstruck by ACDC, probably. Uh there's a huge thunderclap in this hallway. Uh Graves is blasted back. Uh his ears are ringing. He's not badly hurt, but he his cover is blown. Uh Frank, you're on the ground. Uh you know, you you hear this huge thing and you're like Oh, I guess that's what dying sounds like. <laughs> um, And he look uh, Graves looks to the two of you. You see the mental calculus going on. The gears are turning. And he realizes he doesn't have to kill you here. He can just stop the heist by going and telling Diego what you're up to. Because uh, he saw that in the detect thoughts. So he actually turns around and runs down the hallway to get away.
4: I would chase him, but I'm going to go get a medic to help Frank. That's what Lenora would do.
1: That is what Lenora would do. You're just going to leave Frank bleeding on the floor, though?
4: I'm gonna roll strength to try and help him up. Three.
1: No, actually, role play this. You walk over and you're like, "I'm gonna save you, Frank," and you grab onto his like, you know, waist and get him, get <laughs> him half a centimeter off the ground. You're like, "I changed my mind, Frank. I'm going to get help."
4: <laughs> Literally. Oh, sorry. I can no. Bye. I'll be back. <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right, so Katerina and Ed, you guys are peeking down the hallway looking for your friends. You don't see them. You assume they're in the middle of a heist. You're like, all right, cool. We're going to go back in and do this wrestling thing, win, take the belt, go home, millionaires, good stuff. And you see Inspector William Graves uh, sprinting down the hallway towards you. He has a gun out. Like, is he pointing his gun at us? No, he doesn't even, he doesn't notice you. it's you. He's just running. He, it looks like he's going to run past you. I mean, he might recognize you when he gets closer, but he's just running.
0: Uh, I I what I'm what I would do is use um Raya Frost on the ground in front of where he's running to make <laughs> him slip. <laughs> That's the shit. That's
1: the shit. That's the shit. I don't even i you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna roll dexterity for that, I think. Mm-hmm. Oh nineteen. Okay. So he's running, you Raya Frost the ground in front of him, he goes sliding but does not fall. Um he's sl- he's in mid slide now.
3: What do you do? Can I Run and try to give him my finisher for real this time, and try to knock him out that way. Absolutely. <gasps> All right. I need a uh, dexterity saving throw. DC 15. That's
1: the same. That's the same roll, huh?
3: Six. <gasps> Boosh! All right.
0: This is this is like something out of a. Oh, just out of like a '90s kids movie, the villain sliding around (laughs) on the ice.
3: Boom! 14 damages. I just fly out of from the middle of the hallway and knee him in the face. Oh my god! (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, I wish that was enough to knock him out.
1: That would be so good if he was sliding on the ice and you just did a flying knee into his fucking snout and snapped it in the other direction. (laughs) Uh, Now I'm gonna. Okay, he is not out of HP in the rules. But one of the things I do... Actually, we haven't talked about this since, like, season two. Is that not every person in the world is willing to fight to the death at a moment's notice at the drop of a hat. Mm. So... It is a thing when I when I DM that people can be out of fights with HP remaining mm-hmm. because sometimes that's how fights are, right? You know, it's not always to unconsciousness or death. Mm-hmm. So what happens is he's running down the hallway. All he has to do is talk to Diego and you guys lose the heist. <laughs> uh, Ed shoots ice under the floor. He goes sliding and Katarina does a flying knee into his mouth. Uh, it snaps in the other direction and he goes down. Uh, not unconscious, but his gun goes flying and he grabs his face and it, he has another compound fracture. He's still conscious, but he has lost the will to fight because
3: of role-playing reasons. <laughs> <laughs> can I, can I scramble for his gun?
1: Absolutely. He's at no condition.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I want to take the gun and I want to hide it. Ed might suggest hiding it inside of him, but then again, that would be really <gasps> bad if it gets found out, though.
2: Ed should hide it, because Ed doesn't have fingerprints, probably.
0: <laughs> Ed, Ed was just going to use Mage Hand to pick it up and put it in one of his compartments.
3: I don't know what he's... I don't. I just don't know what uh, Graves is doing right now. Is he just, like, crawling away, like, ah, I hate my life today.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, how would you react if your nose got broken for the second time in a week, right? He's on the ground. His, he is... In exquisite agony, he's grasping his face. You know, he's swearing up a storm through the blood. Um, He's saying just the worst
3: tabaxi slurs you've ever heard. Banish him to the shady place. (laughs) I want to give him like uh, one of those like two finger salutes and just say like, nice to see you again, officer. Nice. (laughs) So you guys take his gun and go back into the locker room?
4: Somebody give him finger guns. (laughs) Yeah, finger
0: guns. Ed puts the gun away in one of his compartments. Using mage hand to make sure his fingerprints don't get on it. And then I guess they go back to the locker room.
1: Alright. Uh you get there Lenora's uh talking to a medic.
4: Hey guys, Frank is dying.
0: What?
1: <laughs> what?
4: I got shot. <laughs> Do we get Frank back? Is he there? I'm guessing he's there. He's talking. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm shot. He he got shot. It's no fun.
0: I'm not sure if that's Frank's dying voice or just his regular voice since they're so <laughs> sad. Uh, uh.
1: Yeah, we fast forward some time. So you, it's a busy locker room. There's people are coming and going. They bring Frank in on a like a stretcher.
4: They shot him. Look.
3: Guns are not wrestling moves.
4: I saved the day.
3: Yeah. You- did you save Frank's life?
4: Oh, yeah, it was, it wasn't a big deal. No,
3: you <laughs> did a good job. I did a good job, and then I'll do like the anime head pat thing, like a hair ruffle move.
4: Oh no, Senpai <laughs> noticed me.
2: I'm suddenly less excited about our group's chosen vocation.
3: <laughs> anime was a mistake.
0: <laughs> uh... Honestly, I'm not, I'm not as surprised as I should be, but.
4: Yeah, we were just hanging out, and then all of a sudden, we got attacked.
0: We probably shouldn't talk about this too much out here, though.
2: All I wanted to do was wrestling. That is our chosen vocation, and he shot me for no reason. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I'm pretty sure it says in the wrestling book, you can't use a gun.
0: How much time do we have until the next match begins? Do we have a little bit of a few minutes?
1: Yeah, sure, if it's something we want to do.
0: Now that this is sort of kind of calmed down, Ed is going to pull Katarina aside and talk to her about something in private. <clears throat> okay, I didn't want to bring this up sooner, but remember when we talked about finding a f- finding someone to offload the gear with? Yeah, what about it? I tried getting in touch with someone uh, anonymously, and and this is what I got back. And then Ed kind of pr- pr- pulls out the, the note and shows it to Katarina.
3: And he's like... Code names or something? I don't know who T.I. is, or
0: Ash. T.I. was an alias I was using for myself. Ash is a person that that I know, and knows me. And if they're in town, then, then that's bad news for me and anyone else. So I'm guessing it's not a friend of yours kind of thing. Might have been a friend of mine once, but I'm pretty sure up until recently he pro- they probably thought I was dead.
3: All right. So, uh, what do you what do you want to do about
0: it? For now, let's just finish this job as well as we can. We're kind of already in it, but afterwards, I might need to start thinking of ways to lay lower.
3: You dig a hole.
0: <laughs> We're already underground, so digging deeper may not be the best idea. But yeah, it's an idea to start with, at least. I wanted to share this with you because, well, I I understand the hesitation in getting involved in this i hu- I just hope it doesn't go as far south as i've seen it in the past
3: well we'll know what happens till it gets there until then i'm doing everything i can to keep my shit out of my shit if that makes sense
1: absolutely not anyway as you guys are having this conversation <laughs> uh you can hear sea uh, shanty's theme music kick on in the arena and you hear diego say waves may break but Sea Shanty never will. And he's like giving you guys introduction. Are you ready to go?
3: Yes.
0: All right. Time to do it.
1: All right. So you guys are uh, edge of the ring. Um, you see that the desert dragons are already out there. You guys were caught up in your conversation about the mysterious Ash who has come to town. So you missed that part. So they're waiting for you. They, they roll their eyes when they see you. Um, I'm not sure what you're... <laughs> we haven't really developed what your out of ring relationship is like, like with these two, but they just seem like kind of unpleasant in general.
3: Well, it, it's worth establishing too that Katarina's flaw is that at least everybody has one story of them, of her mooching off of them. So for some people, it might be a very playful thing, or just like, oh, uh, yeah, one time came over and just like ate all the food in my fridge some people might just absolutely hate her and just begrudgingly have respect for her because she may have screwed people over in the past with some of these things too that's that's a very real possibility so the more the more easily sort of annoyed person might just despise her
1: i also like to imagine that the more uh like power and influence someone has the more katarina would likely to try to mooch off them so the most popular faces in the rest the valentine wrestling federation are probably prime mooching targets huh
3: Oh, almost certainly.
1: All right, so you, t- you two teams have entered already for the Blood Match three way. Uh, when, of course, you guys hear Wanted in four planes for murder and mayhem. Here comes a challenger, not even the Abyss could hold. Blood Maw, the Invincible. <laughs> and uh, coming down the ramp is a demon. Ooh. An actual from the bad place demon. Uh, the specific kind of demon is a bar a barlgura? I didn't name these. Blame
0: Yeah, blame is.
1: Yeah, Gygax did it. Um the Barl is basically like a huge demonic ape. There really isn't much more. He didn't put a lot of stank on that ball. It's basically an evil ape. Um so that's what's coming. I mean, it's like eight, ten feet tall. It's like the size of Diego. Blood Maw the Invincible has actually wrestled in the big leagues before. Didn't quite cut it. Doesn't have the charisma. Just has a lot of presence and uh, size intimidation
3: factor. Mm -hmm. So basically, it's all that and not so much finesse. So he's Nathan Jones. He's a really tall, big guy who just couldn't cut it and got scared on a plane ride. (laughs) Take that. Take that, Nathan Jones. (laughs) Convicted felon.
1: <laughs> Damn, there's so much wrestling lore. Um, so, Blood Maul the Invincible enters the ring, and coming up next is his partner. Legends tell of a wild and forgotten mountain where all travelers have met a grisly fate. The mind can hardly imagine such a gruesome end, but now you'll get to see it in person. The next combatant is. Wendy, Wendigo. Ooh. And a yeti comes out. Um, yetis, you will, I was delighted to find out, are in the standard monster manual. They sure are. And they speak a language called Yeti. So that's fun. Um, <laughs> this is a female yeti, who, not a Wendigo, but that is her ring persona, which is a cannibalistic monster. This is just a person. <laughs> a huge, uh, fuzzy, round... Um, Whiteford Aww. person with like uh, little horns and kind of sharp teeth. Um, but you guys know from their backstage personality. Uh, we- <coughs> Wendy, that is her real name, uh, is a vegan. Um, she's pretty cool she's like into yoga and like tai chi and stuff but she comes out and she has like uh, stage blood all over her and she's like roaring and yelling stuff in yeti and it's like (laughs) but she's actually just saying like (laughs) she's actually just giving like a brownie recipe Um, but it sounds scary to everyone in the audience and so they're all they're all freaked out by it and she like jumps over the ropes in one big bound and lands next to her partner And Diego's like, I don't know how anyone's going to stand up to kill Club, even two on one. This team is unstoppable. Ah,
2: yeah. (laughs) uh, yeah, yeah, I'm losing my fucking mind.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That That one is in character. Frank's in the locker room holding his intestines in. (laughs)
2: Like, I'm pretty sure my mind is falling out my stomach. I'm
1: losing it. So, you guys talked in the locker room about your strategy, which is not to pick on the Desert Dragons, and I like that. So, let's roll initiative. I'm not going to play the Desert Dragons for now because they are going to be fighting. uh, I'm going to say they're going to be fighting Blood Maw the Invincible because he feels uh, more intimidating. You guys will start two on one against Wendy Wendigo.
0: I rolled a net. I rolled a five. Natural one for the initiative.
3: noodle? Uh, I'm a 16. It should be 16 instead of 17.
1: All right. 19. Wendy wins. So the match is going to start. Actually, the bell hasn't rung yet. Wendy runs over and grabs it and spikes it like a football. She just like rips it off the mooring and is like. She just says like, "Uh, all right, everybody, let's have fun out there. Um, uh, she's gonna run over uh, she like runs on her like knuckles uh, to make it like really animalistic uh, not of course her natural gait but here we go mm-hmm. she's going to try to basically just bum rush katarina uh, crit uh, she runs not only over you but into the ropes bounces off and then runs into uh, ed um, so you guys are both going to take this damage because the crit so you both take seven damage from wendy's opening assault she is uh, just a deadly fuzzy cannonball. Aww. Okay. And it looks like that is Katarina's turn. Now, this is just real combat now. We in it, boys.
3: Yeah. Uh. So the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to uh use a rage, which I imagine is basically like uh kick-flipping up after getting knocked down and just start like primally screaming to, to get into this. <laughs> and I am just going to start la- trying to lay into her. So it's going to be Uh, two attacks, one with the the harpoon and then one with just a fist. Uh, so the first one is a 14. That hits. And the second one is also a 14.
1: Both hit. She's just wearing trunks, basically, and they're actually, like, the same color as her her fur. Because they're trying to play up, like, she's just a wild animal. She basically looks naked. She's not,
3: but she's not, she does not have armor. (laughs) Uh, so seven... And then another seven damage. I <laughs> rolled one on both the uh, damage dice, but it's still uh, fourteen damage total.
1: Yeah, not bad at all. You you start whooping her with the harpoon. It looks like pretty bad. Like you you're smashing her with this. Uh, that's the funny thing about her ring persona versus her actual thing is she's not like an actual great street fighter, right? She's she's just a performer. So you you actually start whipping this Yeti's ass.
0: <laughs> Ed, it's your turn. Yeah, Ed Ed is gonna heed. Uh, Katarina's advice and not pull out the the knives quite yet so he's just going to try to lead in just sort of with a just sort of a flying kick at Wendy's side to try to land a a solid hit to start things off 18 on the attack roll hits Uh, that'll be just 6 damage on that then
1: alright you guys did 20 damage in your first turn pretty sweet Wendy is getting whooped on from both sides, and she's going to try to do a strength check to grapple Katarina because you're doing more damage. Um, So she's going to try to lock you up. Strength contest.
3: 22. I cannot even beat that, even with the crit. I got a 14.
1: All right. So she uh, basically bear hugs your arms to your side. That's, that is her turn. In the, in the background, you see uh, Blood Maw the Invincible, the actual literal demon, uh, has picked up one of the desert dragons in each hand and is just slamming them together.
3: <laughs> like like a kid playing with his toys. It's like,
0: ah, ah, ah. yeah,
1: absolutely. And you can hear them <laughs> quietly bickering. They're like, no, get off me. Just
3: right there. Hit the thumb.
1: Stop it. And they're just like yelling at each other as they get like, <laughs> like meat pulped into each other. It's very good. Uh, But Katarina, it's your turn. You're in a bear hug.
3: Can I just use my attacks to headbutt her in the face? Of course.
1: Yes, that's very good.
3: All right. So I'm just going to try to headbutt her in the face twice. So 18 and 17. Both hit. (laughs) That is 22 damage. (laughs) Holy snaps. All right. Actually.
1: Wow. Maybe I should have given her more health, huh? (laughs) Uh, She bear hugs you. You look down at her. Do you say anything? I'm just going to say, uh,
3: sorry about this, and just start, boom, boom. <laughs> yeah, you just you headbutt her face. Uh, and But can I say I headbutt her and catch some, like part of her teeth at one point, so I like get a gash in the forehead and start bleeding? Oh, cool, yeah. I want this to be a brutal match from the start. Yeah,
1: no, I mean, it looks brutal because it is brutal, right? So <laughs> yeah. not only do you cut your forehead on her sharp teeth, but you I think you hear something like, crunch like in her cheek region like Aww. like you give her a quite a, a face full of your noggin um and she falls down like because i only gave her 40 health and you did 42 damage <laughs> um so yeah you, you knock her like out cold with your face
3: i'm gonna land on the ground one arm in the air sail on
1: and the whole the crowd shouts it back to you. You see the kid in the front row. He's the he's absolutely uh, you know life changingly enchanted by your personal attention.
3: He's loving it. Sweet.
1: And meanwhile, Maw the Invincible gets bored of the Desert Dragons uh, and just tosses them into the stands. Uh, just overhand, (laughs) just throws them out of the ring and then goes (laughs) flying into the crowd. And Dan goes like, I gotta be honest. I saw that coming. He is a little literal demon. I don't know why we don't have rules against this. (laughs)
0: All right. Who is is he going to attack between the two of us now?
1: I think we need to roll new initiative. This is basically a second fight.
3: Uh, I got a seven.
1: Uh, I got an 11.
0: Uh, And I got a 22.
1: All right, Ed. You're facing down a huge demon with it's just barrel chested, all teeth and sinew and
0: hate. Ed Ed is going to point at the the demon and sort of shout, "Hey, that's no way to treat the hometown favorite!" I think it's time for us to cut in. And he sort of flicks out and he sort of flicks out his wrist, and then like the the knife kind of pops out in his hand, and he's holding it sort of in a stylish sort of pose, Um, but he doesn't kind of rush in quite yet. He's just sort of more posturing for the crowd, first and foremost.
1: Nice. All right, so Sea Shanty charges into battle against the last member of Kill Club for the title, for the belt. And We will conclude that next episode. But meanwhile, Frank and Lenora, you guys are in the locker room. Frank, you're conscious. You have one HP. I mean, it's probably painful to move, but you can if you want to. Lenora is sitting by you. How are you guys? Uh, So, Lenora, um... I'm still fun,
2: right?
4: <laughs> I think so, but I didn't really get shot, so I can't really speak yeah. for you. Yeah. So here's here's the deal. Yeah.
2: I I think I mentioned this to 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 what's his face? I I forget. Um. Yeah, I thought his whole speech before about he's not allowed to mess with us. I thought that that still counted in here. <laughs> it's not my my brightest moment. <laughs>
4: I mean, I we shouldn't we shouldn't have split up. It's fine. However, I have a list
2: growing of people whose asses I'm gonna kick. So, <laughs> are you up for helping me kick some asses on the ass kick list?
4: Oh, I am a hundred percent always for kicking asses. There's there's Greaves, and
2: there's now there's also this this. Uh, This cuck that plays card games.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Um, What's a (sighs) cuck?
2: Fuck. I feel like that has to be the end of the episode now. (laughs)
1: Editor-y credits?
4: I love reading the credits. It's my all time favorite pastime. Even more than petting cats? No.
1: Well, then you lied. You just lied to all the listeners.
4: Well, I forgot about petting cats, I guess.
1: Oh, always be petting.
4: They're so soft bellies, and they attack. It's a weird thing.
1: It is. I have a lot of music credits this month because we had a. Wrestling arc and entrance music is a necessary element. So I'm going to do this right now. We have our normal intro music, New Jack Mantle, an arrangement of the mantle from Nights into Dreams. We have music of funk, an arrangement of Stage One Gotham City from Batman. We have linear groove, an arrangement of A type and B type from Tetris, as well as, and here we go. <clears throat> Geofractura, an arrangement of Fracture Zone from Echo the Dolphin. <laughs> Spaghetti Cowboy, an arrangement of Stage One background music from Gunsmoke. The Clock Tower, an arrangement of Interruption from Luigi's Mansion: Dark Moon. Fa- <laughs> Funky Bucas, an arrangement of Bazaar <laughs> from Earthbound. And Madcap Magma, an arrangement of Hothead Bop from Donkey Kong Country Two.
4: You named them all.
1: I did that. Now it's your turn to name some stuff.
4: Okay. <laughs> here are the producers that's what they do right that's what it is yeah
1: executive producers for the month of january 20- 2018 are
4: oh god it's a new year oops we just continue moving forward
1: inexorable
4: uh, <laughs> okay i'm gonna start reading names are we going back and forth mm-hmm. okay Ex deliris
1: <laughs> <Karestine> haslinger
4: <laughs> joseph tombrello
1: jade brent the cult of warfnax Paul Mullen. Dr. Goatman. Toshiro
4: Kuro. Andrew Grothin, Levi the Young. Kevin Dobbins. Anthony Sever. Morgan Rapp. Madison Lilith McKenzie.
1: Notorious Stoltz
4: Victoria Melito.
1: Scotty Vilhard. Aline. Brickfire. Marble Toast. Criterion. Wren. Einar Johansson. Carter Rayner. Major Tim.
4: Matthew B. Hare.
1: Jorgen Indie Monster Winwick Ford.
4: <laughs> Josie G. Gaze,
1: Razumi Yazura.
4: Albert West. Jason. Ken Furstall.
1: Eleanor No Nante Sees Paraton.
4: Scott Cummings.
1: <laughs> that was a pause you did there. <laughs> Starlight Glimmer did nothing wrong.
4: Jew Manjack.
1: Mel Teesh. Arjun De Konig, Grimlock.
4: John Potts.
1: Dawson Parr.
4: Noah Sudret,
1: Ziphosaurus.
4: Elderly Goose.
1: Salad Child.
4: Seraph Stone.
1: Thorsten Gross.
4: Devin Smith. Castor UK. Aki Savalainen. The Paladin's Wife. Florian H. Amanda Linetti. Junk
1: 2.0. Rebecca Hatzel Dominic Bowden. Melissa Nielsen. Don, Eugene T.
4: Connor Reynolds.
1: Britt Holcomb.
4: Artemis BJJ, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu in Bristol. Gosh.
1: <laughs> Francois V. Shanus Dennis Pancake Detlefson.
4: Miko Kiriokongas.
1: Dennis Bankston.
4: Josh Moger. Moger?
1: I tried. <laughs> Indigo Van Dane.
4: Allison Ansel.
1: Sydney Marzing.
4: Just a jester.
1: Savarden Akrasimova.
4: Brady Warner. Kitty Foe. James Neely.
1: Marissa Donaldson. M. Joe. Lana Seawolf.
4: Toby Gleason-Stack.
1: Matthew Weber.
4: Sarah Hanley.
1: Melissa Booker.
4: Cameron Abbas. Dylan. Anna Stulfar.
1: Sean, the host of Funk Dunk Plays.
4: Harrison Andrew.
1: Kevin Sidelow,
4: Christopher Sharlow. Jorrit. Vigar Arnston.
1: Cody Jackson.
4: August Rue.
1: Luke Powers.
4: Hedrin Master.
1: Irwin. Layla Gadek, You tried. Aw. <laughs> that
4: was pretty good. Michael Hall.
1: Ingmar Gremin.
4: Oh, <sighs> a big list. A big list this month.
1: Thankfully. Blessed.
4: Thanks, my dudes.
1: Prayer hand emoji. We also have to thank uh, Johnny Maloney.
4: Oh, for his special guest poetry slam.
1: His- <laughs> yes. Uh, all rights reserved for all his good poetry and work. Um,
4: thank you, Johnny.
1: Uh, I would have as many players as possible on the show if it were feasible. We can't add any more, but we do love Johnny, so we try to get him involved. I think it worked out pretty well.
4: Yeah, if we had any more, I think you would literally die.
1: What else do we say during this part? Uh, Podbean, iTunes, Google Play, YouTube.
4: <coughs> A sneeze.
1: A sneeze, yeah. So uh, subscribing and commenting and rating, and doing sneezing. all those things. Sneezing. You gotta sneeze. Just let it out.
4: Patreon! For you and Chris, Weekly manga Recap, and Austin Yorski. I know things.
1: You do know things. And of course, Laura is at kotaku.co.uk. I don't know why I can't pronounce that word. Kotaku. Kotaku? Yeah.
4: You do have a hard time. Or she's Laura K. Buzz. Everywhere. 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 And Skitch is Michael Skitchianu. And what's his Bandcamp? Is skitch.bandcamp.com, is it not? I believe so.
1: It'd be embarrassing if we were wrong.
4: Oh, God, I hope not. I'm sorry, Skitch.
1: Special thanks to your cats, who are (laughs) guest stars this season. Do you want to give them a shout out?
4: Uh, There's Zelda, Mm -hmm. who is weird. Awesome. And there's Anna, who is a fucking dumbass. (laughs) Who likes bread. (laughs) She will steal bread. Nobody's bread is safe.